0: Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios for our number three. got the local, the state, the national, sometimes the international. And, yeah, like the dude said, we cover down on all the issues, solid, conservative, and just plain right. We'll go into the phones now. So we're in number three of the triple dipper for the day. Uh, I'm calling it Big Fat Money. We got some big fat money. And, and big, fat money comes with big, fat problems sometimes, and sometimes it comes with big, fat spending requests. Well, uh, I, I saw an article this morning. You know, our, our state legislature, we talked about it last week, is in, they went into regular session and then immediately were called into a special session, paused to the regular, and they are now in special session for the purpose of spending roughly $1.06 billion in ARPA relief money. That's COVID relief money, basically, from the federal government. Uh, most of the allocations have been requested by the executive branch. I saw an article this morning on 1819 News that State Senator Chris Elliott, who's been on the show several times, um, he had some concerns about whether they should pass basically the governor's spending requests as is. And I thought, you know what, I want to hear about this. I want to get State Senator Chris Elliott on here. And uh, so without further ado, uh, having served now since 2018, representing District 32 down yonder in Baldwin County, uh, let me welcome State Senator Chris Elliott to the uh, to the line. Senator, how you doing?
1: I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for making time. I know you guys are busy, and, and what little precious time you have when you're in session to do your actual civilian job is is good. So thank you for making time. You got it, man. Hey, listen, uh, I saw your article on 1819. I believe it was comments that you had made while you were on Jeff Poor's show, who comes on my show all the time, uh, down on FM Talk 106.5. So let me, let me ask you, uh, the perception that we have is that the current piece of legislation being considered is really just written for the executive branch by the executive branch. But you have some concerns, too. Tell me about it.
1: Well, I think that perception is unfortunately probably correct. And, and if for no other reason, uh, you know, I, I offer as evidence of that the speed at which this is progressing, right? Here's the plan go pass it and we'll all be home in time for supper. And <laughs> and with what seems to be Phil very very few, if any types of uh, type of debate, uh conversation, uh, or amendment in the House. I expect this bill uh to pass the House of Representatives um tomorrow. Uh it's out of committee. There was only one dissenting vote in committee. Um good conservative R- Arnold Mooney, who I know you know well. Absolutely. Um who um, who had some serious questions about it, and they kind of smiled at him and passed the bill. And I expect that to happen on the House floor tomorrow. And then it'll come to the Senate, where I think you do have some senators who are very interested in doing what they're supposed to do, which is legislating, um, which is questioning, which is trying to decide, hey, is this giant expenditure of uh, over a billion dollars inside of a week or two here and uh just a few, you know, five legislative days or so, is that necessarily a good thing? Um and without any amendment uh from the from the legislature, um without any input from the people that you know that we represent. And I, I for one uh, say I don't think that's a good idea. I think we ought to slow this down. I think we ought to take some time. I think we ought to ask is it a good idea to give four hundred million dollars to ADM after we've already given them two hundred and twenty five million dollars. I think we need to look critically at how that first tranche of money's been spent. I, mean, I think we need to look at additional broadband money and say, "Hey, have we actually connected anybody to the internet with the first, you know, couple of hundred million dollars we put out there? And if not, then do we need to follow that with another couple of hundred million dollars? What's, you know, is is it a good idea to give a hundred million dollars to an association, uh, the hospital association? Not saying hospitals don't deserve, it, but you got the association." that you're gonna give a hundred million dollars to? I mean, I don't know about you, but there are lots of small businesses and and uh, restaurateurs and others that had a hard time during COVID. Are we are we giving uh you know a hundred million dollars to the um restaurant and hospitality association to distribute to their members? So there's a lot of questions I think a lot of us have and uh there doesn't appear to be an appetite to uh to answer or even entertain those questions. At least not from what I've seen so far. My hope is next or this week as we get back in Leadership will be a little bit more understanding that we've got some members that have some questions and and um, and if we don't get reasonable answers to them, then you know there are options there, uh, as you well know. Yeah, uh, to see if we can slow things down a bit.
0: Well, let, let me jump in and and, and say, uh, just the other night, I had the opportunity to be around a number uh, of your colleagues, uh, and uh, I, apparently your sentiments are shared by others in the Senate body, and um, and so. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's it's amazing to me that a billion dollars can fly through the legislature in a matter of days, and and there's you know there's a certain number of days it has to take. You know, you, you know that I mean, I'm talking for the audience's benefit right now. There's a certain number of days it has to take. Well, they're taking the minimum amount of time. They're, they're, there's literally, and and I, and granted, a lot of things have to start in the House when they're financially related. But the Senate is supposed to be the deliberative body. The Senate is where things do slow down. And I am very hopeful that y'all are going to come. Because, I mean, you're right, Senator. I mean, it's, Lord, broadband. We are throwing money at broadband. And broadband's important. But broadband has been getting tranches of money in the last few years. And I don't know that we've seen a great deal of connectivity yet. And then you got sewer and water, which a lot of times is us bailing out people who have managed their local systems very poorly. And we're just going to bail them out with ARPA money. Do you see any opportunity? Let me me switch gears a little bit. Do you see any opportunity for tax relief? Because our attorney general did fight for and win the opportunity to use ARPA money for tax relief if you want to.
1: Uh, Phil, I will tell you, I think that the opportunity for tax relief probably would have come uh, in the first tranche of ARPA money to when we started talking about some revenue replacement funds and some flexibility there. My understanding is that that at Alabama, that we have chosen to use uh, that air, that that money for prisons and prison construction, and that we we are not able to use uh, the remainder of the ARPA money for tax relief. Now, that doesn't mean we can't use the 2.7 billion dollars in surplus for tax relief, and we may very well do that um, here once we get back into regular session. But to answer your question directly, no, I don't think we can use. Uh, the ARPA
0: money for tax relief. Well, I mean, I think I think legally you can. The question is whether you want to, and 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 whether you do it here or do it in the surplus in in the regular session. Either way, I just encourage you, and I hope that that's going to wind up happening. I think it's time. I think there's never been a better time. But that being said, I noticed also, uh, Senator, within the the current or the draft legislation that I had a chance to review that the uh, the ARPA funds, going back to the special session you're in, the ARPA funds have a whole section in there of grants, which I assume would be grants that the executive branch has discretion to, to, to put out. I could see you all debating the idea of setting this up where the legislature gets to help uh, decide who gets a grant.
1: Sure, or at least what the parameters of those, those grants may be. I mean, and that's, I think, one of the big rubs for me is, not only is the executive branch wanting all of this money, not only is the executive branch wanting to administer the grant process, but they want to come up with all of all of the parameters for for the grant process as well. And that puts you know somebody like me in a in a in a rough spot because I look at what's happened with the first round of ADM grants that two hundred and twenty five million dollars, not a penny of which was spent in my district. Uh, yeah. the fastest-growing one in the entire state, with more people uh, than, than anywhere else moving in. I mean, we've got 8,000 people a year moving to Baldwin County, and the infrastructure needs um, that come with that are significant. And to your point, that's not because of a poorly uh, managed uh, system. It's simply because there are that many new people using the infrastructure, and oh, by the way, generating tax revenue for the state of Alabama, moving here on an annual basis. So. Uh, the legislature in the first Toronto ARPA money bifurcated those funds. Some go to needy folks that are in financial need, but then another $100 million should go to these places that can that can match those grants and draw these dollars out. And that just unfortunately doesn't seem to be how ADEM has administered this grant. So I'm not really inclined to give them another $400 million. Without some assurances that that's going to be handled differently.
0: Well, so in the time that we've had, I mean, we can only scratch the surface on this. But you just you just labeled between you and I, we just labeled probably five or six things that could take days of debate if it's done correctly. And I, I just, anyway, Senator, having been down there in y'all's shoes, I totally respect what you're doing. Uh, I know that the money is there; we got to spend it, uh, and uh, and this is a true function of government. And y'all are a co-equal branch with the executive, and so I am really hoping that uh, you guys are going to have a chance to debate, to debate hard, and to make amendments that uh, are substantive and maybe even better for for the people of the state.
1: Well, I certainly agree with you, Phil. I I hope that that's what happens. I'm not terribly optimistic, but uh, I hope those like-minded senators that you mentioned earlier uh, come to Montgomery tomorrow ready and willing to uh, mix it up a little bit.
0: Well, I do, too. I look forward to uh, having you or maybe some of your compadres back on to report later. So, hey, man, thanks for your time today. appreciate you, Senator.
1: You got it. Thanks, Bill. Uh,
0: That was uh, State Senator Chris Elliott, uh, one of the more conservative members of the uh, of the state Senate, um, talking about his frustrations with the fact that we have a billion dollars, a billion with a B, extra money. It's just it's just like, you know, found money and they got to find a place to put it. And I understand that they do. The, the frustrating thing is the executive branch has told them where they want it. Now, it's not uncommon. The governor sends over a budget, then the legislature is the one who has the power of the purse. Well, the legislature has the power of the purse here, too. And there's things they can do. There's checks and balances they can put in place. There are um, perhaps better ways to spend it. I, I look at it right now, and, and I think, you know, you could do some tax relief in here if you wanted to. You could, you could say that the grants that are right now currently allowing the executive branch does have a checkbook to give money to who they think is great. You could say, no, no, actually, the legislature will decide that. Or at the very least, you will set up a commission and the legislature will share the role with appointees of the executive branch. And then you got on top of that, it's got huge tranches of money for broadband. When does the private sector come in and start building something? Well, how much do we have to pay? I mean, when did you, do, you, do you see government installing your power lines? When do we see the government getting out of having to pay every bit of establishing a broadband network? And then on top of that, you've got massive tranches of money in this that are proposed for sewer and water infrastructure, most of which is going to go to poorly run systems who have sewage coming up in people's yards, not because the people did something wrong, but because the system has been poorly maintained, that's okay. We'll take the money that we got from the state and we'll pay to fix their systems that they didn't maintain well. Meanwhile, all the ones who did maintain their systems well are watching them get money and going, wow. All right, there's that. We're going to come back and talk about it more when we get back. I got big, fat money. I'm talking about big, fat money that people are fighting over and doing weird stuff with. And we'll talk about it. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back.